This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. special program, WKRP in Cincinnati and Lou Grant will not be presented this evening. Tonight's special presentation is brought to you in part by Hardee's. We're out to win you over. And by Clorox, the makers of Tilex Tile Cleaner. Prepare yourself for an in-depth examination of something mundane from Icy Robot's day-to-day existence. Welcome to This Boring Life. Hello my kids, it is me, Icy Robots, and I am back for another another episode of This Boring Life, the show in which we, we take a look at the origin story of me, Icy Robots, and the way we do it is one topic at a time, and the topic we are going to tackle this week is portable music players. I'm talking everything from uh, radios, transistor radios, to tape decks, to Walkman, to MP3 players, to what I do now on my phone for music. What brought this about was the the app that I use to listen to music on my phone, an app called Google Music, has decided to like decided to go ghost on me. They they told me a couple months ago actually, that they were, they were canceling the whole thing, and this left me, like, a period of time to reflect and think about what I was gonna do for music on the go. I eventually settled on a new app, and I'll, I'll talk about that toward the end of the show, but it got me thinking, too, like, the different ways over the years that I, that I listen to music on the go. I'm the kind of guy who, like, music is really important to me. I really need my tunes, I need my beats when I'm out there, when I'm out there on the street, when I'm out there walking my dog and doing doing all that stuff, and this is only, like, strengthened for me over the years. I've always been, like, an obsessive music listener, an obsessive music collector, and all that that comes along with it. Over the years, the ways in which I've taken these tunes with me have changed as technology has changed. I've always tried to, I've always, to, like, some degree, t- tried to stay on the forefront of portable music technology because I always wanted more. I always wanted louder. I always wanted better. I always just, I, I wanted more. I wanted the ability to carry more songs. I wanted all these things. And over time, these abilities have gone like way, way beyond anything that I ever would have imagined was possible. But it all started back in the day with a small green transistor radio that my grandpa gave to me. With a portable radio, she has delightful company. Wonderful entertainment wherever and whenever she wishes. Even the smallest sets are powerful and have excellent tonal qualities. They're light and easy to carry, these modern transistor radios. But they carry a world of pleasure, music, commentary, and a thorough coverage of the news. Take a lively companion wherever you go. Take a portable radio. My grandfather was a wonderful man. 
and I miss him every day. He lived with us when we first moved to California. Him, my grandparents, and my parents, and all of us lived in one big house when we first moved to California from Illinois, and I spent a lot of time with my grandpa. He was a very giving man, giving of his time, very generous with gifts, and just every everything you could ever want out of a man, this man provided for me. He was amazing. I loved spending time with him. I learned... I learned so much. He and I, he and I would just hang out all the time. He taught me to fish. He taught me about tools. He taught me how to ride a bike. He taught me just, just everything that I, that I know now and hold, hold important. I, I miss him all, all the time. I, I, I really do. One of the things that he gifted to me one afternoon was a small little transistor radio. It was green and it was plastic. It had an antenna and it got AM and FM. He himself had gotten a new radio at Long's. It was a bigger one, bigger antenna, it had a handle. Really, really neat. So he gifted me this one along with like one ear earphone kind of deal. You know what I'm talking about? One of those just like goes on a cord right into one ear. And I became obsessed with this thing. This thing became, it became like my best friend. A lot of the things that we're going to talk about in the show were covered in the, uh, the This Boring Life about cassette tapes. There's a lot of, a lot of crossover between the two, so I apologize for that. I also, I also apologize if any of the stories and tales I tell on this show contradict anything that I've ever said in the past. I'm just pulling this all out of my memory, and it's not going to be, like, 100% perfectly detailed. So I would say to you who wants to nitpick the details, just... Just enjoy the stories. Just enjoy them for what they are. They're tales of the past. At any rate, I brought this radio with me everywhere. Like, everywhere. I'd walk around the house with that little earphone in. I would take it when I walked to school. I would take it on the way home from school with this little uh, earphone. And it really, it really, like, opened me up to a whole new world of stuff. I, I hadn't yet, like, developed any kind of musical taste of my own. I would just, I would listen to, like, the Oak Ridge Boys or John Denver or the ventures, or like any of the things that like my parents were into at the time, but I hadn't really like yet developed my own taste. But having the ability to like flip through the dials and go from like KFRC to like Live 105, all the different stations that were around at the time really like opened my eyes to all these different kind of musical forms that I could be involved in. I would also listen to like baseball, I would listen to the sports. I would listen to the news. I would sometimes listen to, like, talk radio. There's this talk radio station, KGO, out of San Francisco that has a um, real powerful antenna. I would listen to that from time to time. I would listen to, like, Dr. Joy Brown or, like, um, Dr. Laura or uh, Ron Owens. These were the guys who were on the air at the time. I'd listen to that every once in a while. Or I would listen to, like, KZST, which is, like, the, uh, that's, like, the radio station that you hear when you go to the dentist. If you know what I mean. The one that they play in the lobby of the dentist office while you, while you wait. Very, very friendly, very non-confrontational kind of station. I would listen to that because it was just, like, incredibly powerful. The the antenna for KZST covers, like, seemingly all of California. So I, I would play that all the time. One of the things I really remember doing is I, I went to Binkley Elementary and my brother went to Madrone Elementary. And I would take the bus or walk from Binkley to Madrone and I would meet him. And then we would walk the rest of the way home together. And I would bring the radio with us. And I would play music while we walked. I would play like KFRC, which was like a rock station, like an oldies classic rock kind of thing. And we would like, we would listen to these songs all the way home. And then when we came home, we would put on the cartoons. We watched G.I. Joe. And we would watch the Transformers. But this, this radio like really filled this gap in my life. I didn't have, I didn't have like a million friends. 
I didn't have a lot of friends who lived around me and my parents were working and stuff. So they wouldn't like take me to like what we'd call play dates nowadays. So I spent a lot of time with my bro. I spent a lot of time with myself. And this time was occupied by listening to this little transistor radio. Fortunately, I still have it. I, I've managed to maintain it over the years. It doesn't, it doesn't work as well as it used to, but it's really like, it's really like a nice memento of that time. And it really got me obsessed with being the kind of dude who walks around with earphones all the time. And I still, I still am that kind of guy. I got the phones in all the time, seemingly. I, I, I would even like back in the day, I would like, I would like try to rock my headphone. I only had the one. I'm still in, in the early one earphone phase, not the not the later over the ear type of earphone thing. But I would even try to like rock it at dinner. I would I had this gimmick where I would like I would run it up my shirt like I'd have the radio in my pocket and I would run it up the side of my shirt out my collar and then I'd like loop it around my ear and like tuck it in there like I would like I was in the, the CIA or like the Secret Service or whatever. And I would I would be like listening to baseball or like listening to whatever oldies that were playing on KFRC at the time while we're while we're sitting there eating um TV dinners with uh salads or whatever we would have for dinner back then. And when my when my parents would find out, they would always kinda they would always be sort of gentle about it. It wasn't like anything they would get enraged seeing me with this earphone. They understood that like music is important to a kid and they they would just tell me to knock it off and take it out and I would I'd pull it out of my ear and I'd have it like dangling on the front of my shirt. It's it's funny now. I see I see people do this like kids do this all the time with their with their earphones hanging out the uh, front of their shirt. This was this was in like the pre Bluetooth days where I would see kids having these like dangling out the front of their shirts. It always always reminded me of good old me back in the day with the with the one earphone. Eventually, I moved into like a double earphone. I came up on a pair of like old Walkman earphones that somebody Somebody had, I had this radio in like the very early days of Walkman. If you're wondering if this is like, this is some kind of like moving through time kind of thing. People already had Walkman at this point. And I was, and I was rocking my radio. The thing was like, I didn't have any tapes of my own that I could play. So I was still like at the radio phase, but I came on these, uh, these pair of like Walkman earphones, the kind that had like the, uh, orange, like the orange fuzz. They're like MDR fifties or something. I forget. They were very early in the, uh, era of like Sony Sony portable earphones and I would rock these with the little orange foam for like ever. These are these are really valuable earphones nowadays. I was on eBay looking at some prices for these and they'll go for like two, three, four hundred dollars. There's like a pretty big market for collectible Walkman type stuff. And I do understand that because I do have like a few Walkman that I've collected over the years. But man, this is this is like a high price collectible, these earphones. I I had them for so long that the that the foam started to deteriorate on the sides and eventually I was just like, eventually I was just like listening to these like plastic, these plastic speakers on the side of my head. I have, uh, I have one more like radio story. This is like a story of, um, elementary school injustice. You know how it was back when you were in elementary school and like, it, it felt like the teachers were always like taking advantage of you and treating you like a punk. This is, this is one of those times I mentioned I mentioned earlier that I, I would bring my radio with me to school and that I would listen to it on the way home. But that, that also meant that, you know, I had it with me during the day. And things like radios and all all kinds of, like, all kinds of entertainment were, like, verboten at school. You weren't allowed to, like, bring anything like that that was fun. Y'all y'all know how that was. But I, I had it with me. And then one day, me and a couple of my cohorts, like, we snuck off to, like, the deep corner of the playground. We snuck off, like, way, way, way 
in the back of Binkley, and I brought out my radio, right? And we sat there, and we listened to, like, some baseball on the uh, on the old transistor, which, like, this sounds like some kind of an activity out of the 50s, right? This is, like, this sounds like we're just, like, you know, the, the little rascals back there, like, with our ears, like, all gathered around the uh, gramophone listening to Babe Ruth hit a home run. But this was, like, the 80s, and we were just, like, I don't know, having fun, like, doing something we knew that we weren't supposed to do. When, like, all of a sudden, the yard duty, and the yard duties were, like, parents at the time. They would get people to volunteer to be yard duties, and I forget whose mom this was, but it was somebody's mom. And I guess, I guess she saw us, like, there was, like, three of us, right? Like, all gathered around in the corner, and she probably thought we were, like, we were smoking cigarettes or throwing firecrackers or doing whatever. So she, she walked, like, all the way over there to where we were, like, all the way out. And she's like, what are you guys up to? And she saw that we had the radio, and she knew that, like, radios and forms of communication or, like, anything of interest was banned at the school. So she was like, I'm going to have to take this. I'm going to have to take this from you guys. And she took it and gave it to the teacher, my teacher at the time. I don't I don't remember what grade it was. I don't remember what teacher it was. I think it was fifth grade, and it was Miss Stocks. Miss Stocks was, like, she was, like, super mean. She was, like, super duper duper mean, and I, I never, like, not never... Had a good time in her class. Let me, um, let me take a sidebar really quick. One day I was working at the video store. This was the time I was working at, at the Bradley video. And I'm doing the register or whatever. And Miss Stocks came in to rent a tape. She came in to rent a tape and I saw her and I saw her name in her file. And I said, oh, you're Miss Stocks. I had you for, I had you for fifth grade. And she asked me what my name was. And I'm like, oh, you know, I see robots. And she looks at me, looks around the video store. And she said, you know, I always knew you would make it big, which was like the meanest thing ever because I was just like working a job, being an honest guy, making a buck, doing whatever. And that was just like, that was so mean, I thought. At the time, I'm like, well, I guess we all can't be grumpy old ladies, you know, or whatever. But at, at any rate, she she took the radio and she gave it to Miss Stocks. And Miss Stocks called me up at the uh, end of the day and she's like, I have your radio. I'm not going to give it back to you now because you know this was against the rules. You're going to have to get your parents to come in and get the radio for you. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, in my head, I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm going to have to get my mom or my dad to take time off from work to come into the classroom and pick up my radio. I was just like, I was mortified. And the radio was, like, really important to me. Like I said, I would have it with me all the time. I'd always listen to stuff. It was like, it was like my lifeline to the world. It was something I definitely needed all the time. And I was just like, I was not happy about this at all I was I'm, I'm thinking like right now back to what that that must have been like and I, I can imagine that like in my head I was absolutely like blowing a gasket because the radio was like my security blanket we all have these things that we know and we need and this was one of those things that I definitely needed and I was just like there was no way I was going to be able to get my parents to come in I knew they were not going to take time off I knew this because I had a Nerf boomerang, one of those gimmicks they sold back in the 80s, and I got it for Christmas, and I brought it to school, and I threw it, and it went up on the roof, and the janitor took it, and they told me the only way we were going to get it back was if my parents came down to get it, and they never not never came back, even though I did ask. So I knew, I knew that that was not going to happen, but I needed the radio more than I needed the boomerang. So I was like, I got to think of a plan. I got to think of something to do. So I went home, and I asked my grandpa, and my grandpa came down to the school the next day, and picked up the radio. He got a lecture. He got a lecture from Miss Stocks. I remember that too. She 
she lectured him about how dangerous it was to have things like this in school and blah, blah, blah. And I can't even imagine what he thought, what he thought of all this, you know, World War II veteran getting lectured by some, some grumpy lady about how dangerous it is to have a transistor radio in school. But he was nice enough to get it for me and bring it back for me. He was an amazing guy, and I, I miss him all the time, man. I miss him, and I just, I'm glad that I'm able to get some of these stories here uh, down on uh, down on tape. Let's uh let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back and I, I think we're gonna start moving into um like cassette players like Walkman. I know I covered a lot of this in the cassette tape episode, but there is some interesting stuff in there still. Let's uh let's take a quick commercial break. Easy throwing high or low. It comes back with each good throw. Boomerang, you can throw it by yourself. Or throw it with some friends. Nerf boomerang is safe, soft fun that never, never ends. Nerf boomerang. Nerf boomerang from Parker Brothers. Dude, those Nerf boomerangs were over like Clover back in 1983. I saw that commercial like all the time, like all the time. And I wanted it so bad and I got it. I got it one year for Christmas and I, I think I had it at home for like a week and then I took it to school and I threw it on the roof and I lost it, never got it back. And I've, I've been like, I've been hurting about that all the time. I'm sure I've told this story on the show like three or four or five or six or seven times. But I, I think about this all the time, like just about any time I see something Nerf. I think about this blue Nerf boomerang and how it wound up on the roof and how how I don't even think as a parent that it's fair that the school custodian has the uh, authority to, like, take things and keep them forever. Like, it went on the roof and he was basically like, well, it's mine now. And that's what he told us. Anything that went on the roof, he was like, it's mine now. And he would never, not never give them back. And it was just, it was whack. Of course, there was like that, that you could bring your parents down to the school caveat, but nobody... Nobody was going for that. I, I just told you about how I had to get my grandpa to come. Nobody was going to be able to get their real parents, and not everybody lives with their grandparents. So I bet the I bet the custodian's kid had all the all the banging toys, all the Nerf footballs, all the Nerf, all the Nerf whatever that wound up on the roof. But I I quickly graduated from that radio into cassette players. At first, I had one of those black kind with a handle that uh, you sit down and you can pop open the cassette. You put it in there, and it. It has like a built-in microphone, more of a cassette recorder than, let's say, like a Walkman, which is just, which is just a player. But I did like this. It um gave me the ability to record things off TV and carry it around and listen to them. I eventually, like, I started developing my own musical taste. I started getting into things and I started getting my own cassettes. And this was all covered in the cassette episode. And I apologize for saying that over and over and over again. But I, I just... I just have to go over Walkman. Walkman were a big part of the whole thing. And I got I got a more detailed a more detailed history of the Walkman because I've been going out there and picking some up that I that I recall having. But at first I got myself like a like it was like an off-brand Walkman. I don't remember where I got it. I would imagine something like my grandma got it for me for Christmas. It was like some off-brand Long's drug type Walkman with the um with the foam covered earphones. It kind of didn't really fit very well, but most of us lower class kids had these kind of things. But I I I dug it, dude. I started recording stuff off the radio with my tape player. Like I would put the tape player up next to the radio and I would record some songs 
and play him in the Walkman and stuff. I didn't have, like, the biggest tape collection, so most of the stuff that I had, I would tape off the radio at the time or just whatever. I, I eventually got a stereo, so I was able to tape, like, directly off the radio. But at first, I was just, like, pointing my tape player at the radio and recording that way. But it was fine. I would take those and then listen to them in my Walkman when I was out and about doing whatever. You know, my, uh, my knockoff brand Walkman that I had forever, but it was fine. I, I wasn't even, like, aware enough to know that this was, like, not the greatest thing in the world as far as, like, sound quality. I knew it wasn't the Sony or anything, and I was very... I was very, like, brand conscious, so I, did, I didn't, like, bring it around and let the other kids see it or whatever, but I, I didn't, like, have any issues with the, uh, the quality of the audio, but I did eventually get myself, get myself a Walkman brand, Walkman, like a Sony brand Walkman, and I, actually, I went online, I went on the eBay, and I started, like, looking up various Walkmans after I did the, uh, the cassette tape episode, I got, I got interested in Walkman as far as, like, Walkman collecting to, like, to, like, a small degree. What I wanted to do was, like, find the ones that I had when I was younger and then buy those ones and bring them home and check them out again. I was actually, I was actually kind of satisfied a few times with just, like, of seeing pictures of, like, the various models that I had as, as opposed to, like, having to own them. Because these things get really, really pricey, dude. Sony Walkman collecting is, like, uh, it's not a hobby for the, uh, week of, um, wallet, which is, which is your guy. But I, I was able to get a few of them, and they're... I'm reaching over here to my desk right now. I have, actually, I'm reaching away from the desk to the TV tray that I use to, like, sit things on when I'm, when I'm recording. But I, I got myself a few of the, uh, Walkman radios here in hand, and I wanted to, I wanted to try to talk about them. These are ones that I definitely remembered having as a kid. This is a, it's a Sony Walkman model number WM. F46. That is Walkman F46. Let's see what year the WMF46 came out on, on the internet. I'm on the internet right now. This one was. I can't find the information. I was hoping it would just kind of like pop up here. Let's go look for uh, the official Sony site. This is really great. The, the official Sony site presently doesn't do any sort of work on them, and I, I can appreciate that. It's been. It's been a long time. It'd be amazing if they did. This one came out in golly, I am not able to find this anywhere. I should have, I should have had this all up and ready to go before we we even started. And I I apologize for this. Oh, 1983. This one came out in 1983, and I know I didn't get it actually factually in 1983 because that was the year that we moved to California. So it must have been. It must have been a hand-me-down of some sort, but this is, but this one has a really nice design. Some of the aspects I like of it, it has a sticker on the front that said, this is a, this is a Sony, with like all these little uh, dots on it. It has a star right on the front, and you can see inside the name of the uh, cassette that you're playing, which I thought was a nice feature. Another nice feature this one had is it recorded. Some of the early Walkmen were also uh, cassette recorders, and I, I didn't use that feature like a ton, because I would mostly like, I would mostly record on my bigger cassette player, because that one plugged in. At one point, I did have, like, an adapter for it. Another time, I know it was battery-powered uh, because I lost the adapter, but I would record on that one. But I always thought it was neat that this one had the feature. It also has an auto-reverse. So that is a WMF46. The reason I'm going to keep saying that is if you happen to be near your phone or you're near your computer or whatever, just, like, type that into the search bar, and you can see... You can see exactly what this one looks like. The the auto-reverse that I was just talking about a second ago, that always confused me. I, I'm not, like, the quickest guy in the uptake when it comes to things sometimes. And I was always, like, I was always having a hard time figuring out, like, what side 
of the cassette was playing. If you don't know, and I'm assuming you do, auto-reverse is where it'll go automatically at the end of the tape and play the other side. But it also means that sometimes, like, you're playing the tape in this direction or you're playing it in the other direction, so you're, like, popping in side one or what you think is side one, but it's set to play the other side, so you're actually playing side two. That would always, like, that would always blow my stupid little mind. Like, I could never figure out what side of the, uh of the Run DMC tape I was going for. Now that I'm like, I'm like looking at this, I feel like it opens on the wrong side. Like the hinges for the door to open to the cassette or I would put them on the other side. That would just be me. It has a radio with a tuner that you can see in the front. We're not yet at the stage of um, digital tuners, which wouldn't be coming for a while yet. The digital tuner was always really cool, but I live in like, I live in a valley and we get awful, awful, awful radio here. We've always gotten awful radio, awful like broadcast TV. So I never, I never had like the full extent of the radio, but in other parts of Santa Rosa, I would, ha- would have better luck when I was like out and about. This one, this one is pretty neat though. It has a speed control on the side, which is, which is something that, like, I've never really gotten into, but I understand, like, some people like to listen to, like, pods or whatever at, like, a faster rate to get through them quicker. I hope none of you guys are, like, listening to my pod at a faster rate. I'll tell you what, that would really, that would really offend me because I put a lot of, I put a lot of work into this. But, um, I had this player for a long time. I don't remember what happened to it. Usually, like, unless you separate with something in, like, a real traumatic way, they just kind of, it seems like they just kind of disappear. I probably, like, lost it on the bus or left it around the house somewhere. But then another one that I remember having is this one that I have here. Let me see if I can find out the model number on this. Usually it's on the bottom. This one has it on the on the side. This is a WMF31. Let's see what year that came out. WMF31. WMF31. Sounds like a weird radio station. It's basically, it says, the basic WM, this is according to Walkman Central, the basic WMF31 is an entry-level model that offers Sony quality and prestige in a sector of the market which contains many offering from lesser manufacturers. So this is like, this is like the bottom of the barrel of the Walkman at the time, so you wouldn't get like, you wouldn't get any of the fancy bells and whistles, but it would have the nice Sony quality at the uh, lower rate. Look at the door of this one popped off. Let me pop that back in here. I picked this one up on eBay. It's in really bad shape, but um, it still has like a nice look as far as the graphics or whatever are, are intact. But it has like, it has a lot of scuffs and stuff. It has like a blue and silver kind of motif with a, with the radio dial on the front. This one is the, like I just said... If you're gonna Google it up, it's WMF31. On the, uh, on the online, this one's gonna cost you, in, like, not working condition, like this one that I have right here, it's gonna cost, like, 20, 25 bucks working, it could go up to, like, 80, 85 bucks. Finding these in good working shape is pretty, uh, pretty tricky, but for the most part, it's like, the, the belts on the motors are the issue. Not, like, the actual, like, electronics boards or whatever. So if you, if you have the know-how to get inside of them and fix those, it's not even, like, a big fix. My wife has fixed a couple of these. She had, she had a couple Walkman that she found at the flea market, and she, um, popped them open and changed the bands with, like, with, like, some stuff that she had around the house. She's pretty handy with that stuff. I think that, I think that being handy is partially just being fearless. And she's just like, I don't care, I'll pop it open and I'll take a look and I'll see. So she did that, she fixed that one. I should probably have her take a look at this one. Maybe see if she could do something about it. But 
She has a million other little projects. The next Walkman we're going to talk about here is this is the one I would consider to be like my Walkman. The one that I had for like the longest time. The one that I had during my during my high school years. And this is the Sony Walkman WM-F2085 with Mega Bass. And this was the first one that I had that had a digital tuner. And I, I was really like, I was really geeked on that. Honestly, like I thought it was like the coolest thing that I'd ever seen. Just having like this little, this little uh, liquid digital display on the front of my thing. It felt so high tech and it had, I think like one, two, three, four, five, six presets. It probably had 12 because usually with radio presets, you have like an A level and then you have a B level and you can switch back and forth. So I'm guessing it probably had the 12, but there aren't even like 12 quality stations around the Santa Rosa area. At the time, I'd probably, let's see, what, what would I put on there? KFRC? Probably Live 105, probably the Fox, KML was uh, the big bang and hip-hop station at the time. But I was never, like, super into KML because they would play a lot of, like, West Coast rap and, like, Bay Area rap. And I was always, like, I was always the contrarian. I was into that East Coast type stuff, and I didn't want to sit around and listen to Too Short. I didn't want to sit around and listen to, like, the Hieroglyphic Crew or whatever, even though I love those guys now. I was just, like... I was really obstinate, you know? I was really like, I didn't like things other people liked. That was my, that was my, uh, calling card. This one, though, this Walkman, to some degree, also became my calling card because I had this mug with me, like, all the time. I'm not even kidding. It was with me, like, day and night, night and day. This was, like, my antenna to the world. This was how I would just make it through the day. I've always been kind of... I've always been a quiet, kind of introverted type, and just, like, having this ability to, like, slap these earphones on my head, and people would leave me alone, but at the same time also see me and think that I was kind of cool because I was probably listening to, like, rap music or something dope like that in my, in my oversized Sony earphones. This was the first time, also, I ever, like, switched out the earphones purposely. When I got this one, it had, you know, the famous Sony uh, Walkman earphones with, like, the orange foam but I went down to Musicland in the mall and I picked myself up a big pair of Sony over-the-ear headphones because I saw I saw DJ Premier wearing them on Yo! MTV Raps and I would just like rock these things like all day. When I didn't have them around my ears, they were up on my forehead or like I had one on and one off. These became like this big gimmick trademark to me, these, these earphones. And honestly, I still do kind of have the big uh, over-the-ear headphone gimmick going on because I... I have a pair of wearing right now and I'm on the computer and then I have another pair over there, these Bluetooth ones that I use now. I've never really been like an earbud guy. I like the, um, I like the fact that, that like people can see that you're wearing these giant headphones so they tend to not talk to you. Like people give you a wave, they'll give you a friendly whatever, but people don't come up and talk to you as much when you're walking the dog or whatever, when you're walking around, when you have these things on. It's just, it's a visible deterrent, I think. The people see you and they could tell that you're into whatever you're listening to. So by and large, they leave you alone. That's in comparison to like earbuds, which nobody ever even knows you have on. The kid, the kid 2.0's always wearing her AirPods around the house. And I'll be like talking to her and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her about some stupid rap tape I bought or about some toy I bought. And then she'll look at me and go, what? And it turns out that she was like listening to YouTubers playing video games in her ears the whole time. And she didn't even know I was talking to her. It happens all the time. So I prefer the more visible visibly deterrent ones, but I, I was just, like, so attached to this Walkman. I can't even explain to you how much I was into it. It came out in 1989. This might have been one of the first ones that I ever got new. 
I got it as a gift, but I would just carry this with me everywhere. Man, it meant so much to me. One of the neat features it had was it came with a battery pack that you could recharge. They call that a rechargeable battery pack, but it had a rechargeable battery pack. So every night I would go to bed, I plug in my rechargeable battery pack, and then the next day, it would give me like a full day of tape listening life, and then I would do it over again the next day. Man, that was like the greatest feature because this wasn't like the days of Dollar Tree where you can go down to the store and get a pack of batteries for a dollar. This was when batteries were like eight, nine bucks. And I was like a dumb kid without a job, and I had a Walkman, and if I had to pay for all the batteries I would have went through, golly molly, man. I would have been in for it. I'd have to go and get a job at uh, McDonald's or Burger King just to fund my habit. But this thing was so important to me. This was so important. This is when I was... This is when I was beginning to get into, like, the hip-hop scene and just having this music that I loved in my head all the time was the only thing that, like, the only thing that successfully made it, the only thing, I think, in some ways, that, like, helped me make it through high school, like, on the social level. But I think, like, just having this thing with me all the time made it so that, like, if I didn't want people to talk to me, I could put them on. If I didn't want to talk to people, I had, like, you know, I had, like, this cool gimmick. I'm the headphones guy. I'm the music dude. You know, I'm Mr. That Guy. And I don't know, man. It really... It really, like, helped me, it just helped me get through. I think you guys understand. Everybody has their little security blankets. But this one, this Sony uh, WM-F2085. Go look that one up right now so you can see what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful machine, auto-reverse Sony. I don't have a lot of info besides that, but man, it was, it was just like an important piece of my life. The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. Put on a Walkman and see the world in a whole new light. Sony Walkman. The Walkman from Sony, the one and only. I got, uh, I got a little bit more on Walkman before we move like fully into uh, digital music. That's really what got me into this in the first place, thinking about digital music players. But I, I can't go forward with that without talking about the Walkman first. I I like briefly touched on the word mega bass when I was talking about the, the Walkman that I that I had all through high school. The mega bass feature was like this this gimmick it had where there was a button on the front that said mega bass next to it. And when you hit it, the bass levels went they went, like, a little bit higher. I wouldn't go as far as to say mega. It was kind of a little bit, like a little baby bit. But it was it was enough. If you're listening to, like, some kind of rap that had, like, an 808 bass drum or whatever, it would give it that, that real distinct 808 kick that we all know and love, which was... Which was kind of fun when he had these, like, big over-the-ear headphones that were able to able to fully accept the mega bass. I remember one time I was, I was sitting in, in uh, I think it was, I think it was accounting, but I was sitting in some, some class, and this kid next to me, this kid, I don't remember his name, he was a blonde guy, he was into, like, bass cars, like, cars with, like, mega bass, like, my Walkman had mega bass, he was, like, kind of, sort of, on the hip-hop tip, but only into, like, the, uh, the bass, the sound of the bass, he, like, like, Kid Sensation, or, like, Sir Mix-a-Lot, that Seattle stuff. He had some, like, small little lowered car that, like, had, like, a bunch of speakers in it. He was into that scene. I remember a kid was wearing a bucket hat, like, folded up, and he had, like, sunglasses on that were down on the tip of his nose, like he was, like, Snow. Like, Snow in the Informer video, and he was like, yo, man, what are you listening to? Let me check it out. And I gave him my, uh, 
I gave him the earphones and I popped it on and it was something, I don't know, it might even have been like Kid Sensation or like Sir Mix-a-Lot because I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to that kind of stuff myself. But he starts listening to it and he's like nodding his head a little bit. Like, this is cool. And then I hit the mega bass button and he's like, yo, these got thump, bro. And I was, I was pretty happy that somebody thought I had thump. I... I also, like, I was super into the sports Walkman, the yellow ones, but I never, not never was able to have one. But now, in the present day, I have two. These were two that I found on a flea market circuit over the years. The Walkman that I that I have now, that actually factually works well, is a sport Walkman. And if I ever feel like uh, listening to some portable cassette action, this is the one that I go for. I have it in my hand here right now. It's WMFS399. I'm assuming the S stands for sport. It's a sport 399. This one is pretty fun. It has the neat the neat yellow color. It has a uh a manual tuner, not a digital tuner, which is which is weird, but it has like a locking feature like it opens here on the side. You have to snap this piece back and then you open it up, put the cassette inside, shut it, and then snap it. It has auto reverse as well as like a funny little uh little cover that you can put over the uh, headphone hole. The headphone hole was always a problem on Walkman. Almost every Walkman I've ever had that went down in the game was because of the headphone hole. Like, eventually, the headphone jack just goes out. And I've heard that, like, the reason this happens a lot of the time is that there's debris inside the hole, and if you stick something down there long enough that can reach the bottom, you can sometimes pull the stuff out or... Whatever. I've never had any success trying it myself. I've tried it with like different implements over the years. And I've never I've never been able to pull a Walkman back from the brink, but I understand that you can if you're uh handy enough. Let's um let's do a Googs on this one right now too. W where did I put it? W M F S three ninety-nine sport. 399. This one came out in 1989. I do like it though. It doesn't have it doesn't have the clip on the back. There's like this giant oversized thing that you can use to attach it to your belt. This one doesn't have it. The other one I do have ha- the other one I have has it. This has Dolby noise reduction. I was never really sure what that was. It has an AVLS. It also has the mega bass. This has the mega bass on three different levels. You can go maximum, middle, or normal. I don't know why I did that in reverse. It has an AM, FM radio. I like this one, dude. I've always liked the sports. I liked all the yellow uh, different versions of it. I also like the yellow. I also like that yellow Sony um, boombox that they used to have back in the day. I always thought that was. I always thought that was pretty fun. Are we? Are we at the end of Walkman? We might be getting near. We might actually be at the end of Walkman because we covered so much of this during the uh, during the cassette tape episode. But the Sony Walkman, man, this is just like. This is one of the greatest inventions of uh, my childhood. The fact that I could, like, bring my music with me all the time was such a big deal. I never I never got into, like, the portable CD players for some reason. I probably, I probably should dip into that for a second. I never really got into those. I don't know why, because I've always been, like, a CD collector, but I've never been the type that just, like, carried my CDs player with me that way. I've had a couple over the years, but for whatever reason... They don't really connect with me as well as the Sony Walkman. The one, the one time one really did connect with me, it had an MP3 feature. This was already in the days of like digital music, so I was, I was getting out of cassettes and getting into like MP3 players. But the, the this particular player could read data discs, right? They, this was a common feature. It's not like a big deal, but it could read data discs. So I remember I made, I made a CD 
with like 500 mp3s on it i ripped them like really 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 small like a super small bit rate and i put them all onto this cd and i had this like i had this one mega disc that had like a thousand tracks on it and i'd be like skipping through it listening to what was on there it was kind of fun kind of cool but also kind of whack because let's say you want to listen to like song number 700 you got to push the button like 700 times i don't know it was still kind of fun. I think, honestly, that's like the limit of my uh, Sony uh, CD Walkman uh, tales. When I travel from business of pleasure, I take my realistic radio recorder from Radio Shack. As a built-in mic, ideal for taping business meetings. I can even record off the air, only at Radio Shack. A Tandy Company. I see robots radio. It was kind of around this time, like, when CD players, portable CD players were kind of phasing out of my life that I got into, I got into, like, collecting and trading digital music, like, basically stealing music on the internet, file sharing, as it was, as it was politely called back in the day. I think that, like, when I think back, when I, when I try to, like, focus my memories, I think that for me, it all started with Napster, and seeing stories about Napster on the on the TV, like I was watching, I was watching like Cron News, and they started talking about like how file sharing was going to shut down the universe, and that there was this thing called Napster. So I went on the online, and I, I downloaded the Napster app, and I started uh, looking around for stuff. And up until that point in my life, like as far as music, the the driving obsession for me was like weird. Like, weird hip-hop remixes of, uh, of stuff. Like, off-the-wall remixes. Like, one that I remember looking for for, like, ever was the Prince Paul remix of Latin Lingo by Cypress Hill. I remember I, I looked for that, like, everywhere. And there was, like, there was, like, a bunch of other ones, too. And me and my friend Slug Nutty would, like, drive in his Cadillac up to, like, Berkeley and look at record stores in, like, San Francisco. And look at record stores, the last record store here when it was on 4th Street in Santa Rosa, and we would, like, dig the crates and look for these things, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you find them, sometimes you don't, but then this thing called Napster dropped, and I, I downloaded the app, like I said, and I started getting into it, and then as soon as I started plugging in the names of, like, these wacky, these wacky remixes that I was looking for, they would come up with hits, like, just about every single time, and I was, I was, like, blown away that in, like, one day, Records that I had been searching for for years were now essentially mine. This, this was like way back in the day, dude. Like way back in the day. If you didn't own like a physical copy of a song, you could just not even ever hear it for the rest of your life. And I never, I never had the physical copies of these remixes. I would have like heard them like maybe once or twice like on the radio. And then I start looking for them. I would hear them on like CMC, California Music Channel on like Hip Hop Fridays or Yo MTV Raps, and I'd start going looking for them. But they're they're like real limited copies of these things. And other fools who listen to Yo MTV Raps on on a weekdays were also looking for these songs. So unless you had the physical copy, you'd never hear them again. But then all of a sudden, in one day, I had every single thing that I was looking for for all these years: the Prince Paul remix, just all these different ones. And it was like it was amazing to me. I couldn't believe it. The way. The way that it worked, right, was that you would open up the Napster, and then you would allow the Napster to have access to, like, a folder on your computer where you might have some, like, some, like, music files or whatever, and people could look in this folder and take the files that they wanted, and then you could look in other people's folders and take the files that they wanted. At the beginning, like, I did not have, I didn't have very many files, so 
people were want to trade with me. It kind of it kind of worked in the sense that like people only wanted to trade with dudes who had other cool stuff that they wanted because this was pre-dial-up for most people. Some people did have it, but I did not, and most people did not either. So you had to be picky with uh, the people you would spend time with just, just due to the limited bandwidth. And at first, I didn't have anything good. It took a while for me to, like, amass a decent collection of files to where people wanted to, uh, like, full-on work with me. I think that what I was doing, this was around the time that I started, like, ripping my own stuff. Like, I would take my own CDs that I had, and I had tons of CDs at the time. Like, I still had tons. I still have tons. I had tons at the time, and I started, like, ripping things that I had in there, and then people wanted to trade with the stuff that I was ripping, and blah, 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 blah. I was a big part of the stealing of music, and I feel bad about that. I honestly do. That's why, that's why I buy so many CDs today. I want to get, like, all the CDs for all the music that I stole so that I can feel like I did the right thing in, in the end. I, I feel bad about it, dude. I honestly do feel bad about it for hurting hurting record stores for hurting other things but dude it was such a gold rush it was just like so amazing to me and i was so i was so swept up in it that i i just i could not help myself i became mr file share i i would leave the computer on when i would go to work i think this was when i had that downtown job that i've i've talked to uh, talked about a couple times i would go downtown and i would just like leave my folder open and i would set a bunch of stuff to download and i would come home and then i would check it out i would also download like like comedy specials and books on cassette. It was crazy, man. I was I was listening to so many things through my computer when when I first got into it. It never not never occurred to me that maybe there would be like a way where I could take the files and put them on a CD that I could open with the CD player. I imagine that there was only like in my mind there were only, like, data discs, like, data CDs, as far as a computer was concerned. And I had a CD burner, but I would use it for copying software for my friends or whatever. It never occurred to me that there might be a way that I could take some of these, some of these MP3s that I had and put them on CDs that I could then take with me. This was before I burnt that. I think I did tell a story about a data disc, the 700 button push data disc, but I... I wanted to be able to, like, take them in the car. I wanted to be able to take them, like, wherever. I did some poking around the internet, and eventually I was able to, like, I was able to figure out how to burn the CDs in, like, the CD format. And that was when my record collection, like, my actual factual, like, CD collection started to grow in leaps and bounds. I had copies of, like, everything that I'd ever wanted in my life. And I, I feel bad about this. I have purged my collection of every single one of those CDs that I burnt. They're gone. I got rid of them. They're gone. I will never listen to them nor enjoy them again. I I think that now at this point in my life, I see how, like, it was just, like, so morally wrong. But at the time, dude, I, I was caught up into it. This is a confession. I'm hoping to get this off my soul. I'm hoping to get this out into the ether. I'm sure a lot of you guys did this, too. Let's try to make it right. Try to get the CDs for the ones that, that, that you ripped. Don't enjoy the ones that you stole. You gotta, you gotta repent. You gotta come correct. But I, I was into it for years, dude. At first it was Napster, and then Napster went down in the game, and I think that what popped up next was, like, Kazaa, as far as, like, what I was doing. I think there was also, like, LimeWire and, like, a couple of other ones, but I think as far as your boy was concerned, it was all Kazaa, and where Kazaa kind of differed was you could also share, like, video files or all all other types of things that you, that you can imagine, like program files, games, uh, applications, just whatever. This was like the wild, wild west of the internet. The internet still feels like the wild, wild west to a degree, but this was like the wild, 
wild, wild west. This was when just it was it was no holds barred, dude. Everybody was stealing everything. Everybody was trading everything. Everybody was just tossing files around like crazy. But I was on Kazaa for a real long time, trading stuff, doing stuff. But at this point, I also moved on to like a dedicated line, a dedicated service line, a DSL line. So I would, I would have, uh, I would have more bandwidth to share with, so I could get more things. I could give people better access to my files and I was just like in it to win it dude one of the things that like was like super crucial in this game was like 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 ratios later in BitTorrent in the BitTorrent universe ratios became important but you wanted to you wanted to like be the kind of dude who shared more than you took and I was definitely that guy I guess that makes me like a master pirate and I'm sorry for that I apologize to the music industry I apologize to the record store industry I'm back I'm back now I spend tons of money on on music I'm trying to make it right I'm trying to make it right I've said that a, a few thousand times but I was into I was into that scene like like pretty pretty heavily, but as 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 morally incorrect as as morally incorrect as it was, it did serve to grow my musical knowledge like like a ton. I was able to learn about all these things I never would have heard of. I would have heard I heard all these remixes I never would have heard of. I heard of bands. I listened to bands I never would have. And like a lot of the bands that I'm still into heavily this day are bands that I discovered in the in the tour days. Bands like uh, Tegan and Sarah, bands like like the Shins, just all kinds of all kinds of bands like that I got into only because I was able to listen to their music for free. And I, I tried to make up to it for it. Now I got I got all the Tegan and Sarah CDs. I got all the CDs. I'm I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, dude. But no. Nestle Crunch has always been loaded with creamy, crispy chocolate. That's okay. What, 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 what? Now it's loaded with music. Pick up a specially marked Nestle Crunch bar and you could win unlimited Napster downloads for a year. 1,000 rappers are instant winners. Sit down in Nestle Crunch and get ready to download Nestle Crunch. Why be playing when you can be crunchy? It was uh, it was around this time that I, I really started getting into MP3 players. Like, iPods had already dropped, but I, I think I've mentioned in the past, I've always been kind of a contrarian. So, like, I wasn't on the iPod tip at all. I've never had an iPod or an iPad. I've never, I've never actually factually, like, used, like, a modern Mac. I'd use, like, I've used, like, the Apple II and the Apple IIe and stuff back in the day, but I've never, I've never not never had a Mac, I've always had a PC, and I, I got into MP3 players and avoided, avoided the iPod. The wife has an iPod, I'm, I'm rambling off in, in, in different directions here, but I, I got into collecting the CDs that I had on my computer. I was ripping, like, all the time. Anytime I'd get a new CD, I would rip it, and I was... I was buying CDs as well as downloading them off, off the internet. I would go over to um, the warehouse and get some stuff sometimes, some cheapy DPs, and I would rip them. So I, I amassed like a, like a giant, giant, giant music collection on my computer that I still I still have to this day. I, I'll talk about that as we get toward the end of the show. But I, um, I also kept every MP3 player that I ever had because they all have stuff on them. And even though I can't like turn them on... I still have hope that someday I'll be able to get into these and see what's in there. I started off with I ha- this one. This one I actually don't have. I do have it. I own it, and I know I have it, and I've seen it recently, but I wasn't able to locate it right now 
to uh to use for this. This one is a Creative Labs Nomad 2C 128 megabyte MP3 player. This is the one that got me started on the whole thing. It's uh silver and about the size of maybe like not quite a pack of cigarettes, maybe around the size of a cassette, but with a silver uh silver luster to it and kind of like rounded edges, and it has like a like a display screen, a liquid crystal display, and a this way and that way button, as well as well as like a menu. On this one, if I remember right, I think I could fit like 30 to 40 songs, which was, that was like groundbreaking at the time, dude. We all had to carry around like CDs, we had like our little CD booklet with us, or you'd have like a couple tapes in your pocket. The ability to handle like 40 songs. And one little thing was great. It had an upgradable uh, little memory disc that you could put in there. And I had a couple of those. And I would load songs on the both. And I would carry them with me. This was like a groundbreaking thing to me, dude. This like this like opened me up to a whole bunch of new things. The next one I got was a Creative Zen. And this one I have right here in my hand. It's small. It's white. It's maybe about as big as like two thumbs. Like two of your thumbs put together and about the same width as your thumbs. It plugs right into the computer and you would download the songs on it. This one, this one has a 512 megabytes, which expanded it beyond the, uh, beyond the previous one. This one, this one's an upgrade. They're all a little up jump in size. I stuck with the creative company. I stuck with that one over the years once I started. I found that they, they put out like a pretty, um, pretty quality project. Do you suffer from poor memory? A program combining modern medical science with ancient Shaolin techniques. Need more memory? Get a Creative Zen MP3 player. Creative technology, stuff you really need. And I have this one here right in my hand. Is a uh, a Creative Micro Photo. And this was the first one I got that had a color screen. And you could upload your photos onto it, and you could look at them in the little screen. The screen is the screen is very small. It's maybe like an inch and a half by an inch and a half square, maybe two. No, it's about an inch and a half square. But you could see your little images on there, and you were able to like upload the album art, which was a first. This was a first for me. You could put the album art in this one, so you could see the cover of the song you're playing, and that was great. I don't know how many. This one is actually eight gigabytes. So this one was like a substantial jump up from the other one. I might see if this one charges. I'm curious. I haven't messed with this one in a while. I don't think you could put videos on this one. This one, I think, was really just for photos. But I, I like this one a lot. It really has a nice look to it. It's blue. It's shiny. It's metallic. I'm going to see if this one charges. I'll get back to you at a later date. The um the one we looked at before that, the little Zen, that one takes a battery. I know this one still actually works, but I don't think there's anything interesting in it. The next one I got was the Nomad Jukebox Zen. And this was like a really big one. This one was like 30 gigabytes. I bought this, I bought this on eBay. It's silver. It doesn't have a color screen. The the big feature for this was just just how big it was. And how many songs you could fit. You could fit like thousands of songs in here. This was the equivalent of the iPod that Creative came out with. This this one's really great. I bought it on eBay. Like I said a minute ago, I bought it from somebody who sold it to me with the entire catalog of their songs. The entire catalog of their songs on it. And I remember that they contacted me like a couple days after I bought it and asked me what I thought of their songs. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that I, I got it. I flipped through their songs, didn't really like it and formatted it. And now my songs are on it. So I was like, oh, they're cool. They're cool. You know? And he's like, well, what was, what was your favorite group that was on there? And then I just, I, I stopped responding. I didn't, didn't have time for that. This one has a little sticker 
of uh, Miho Hitori from the Gorillas on the front, as well as like a little glow-in-the-dark balloon, and on the back there's like a sticker that says "Cruel Irony." I was so I was so edgy at the time, but this man, this was my baby. One of the things I like about it is it has like a little scrolling wheel on the side, like a mechanical wheel that you could turn to scroll through the menus. I thought that was nice. You could go faster than if you uh, had to go like push button, push button, push button. It had um, a charger. It has a charger on the side. That was how you powered it up. I should see if this one works too. I do not think that it does. I think that it went down in the game a long, long, long time ago. And I, I was very, very ruinful when it did, but it's okay. I still have you. I still have all my little babies light them up here. They go up in size. And the next one I got is another creative jukebox. But this one, this one was the super jukebox. This was the first one that I got that was a jukebox and it had the giant features, the giant space. But then it also, it could also play videos as well as pictures. I, I wasn't able to find like a ton of videos at the time. That was one of the things I remembered. It had video capabilities, but I wasn't able to like find things that I wanted because if I put, let's say, an entire episode of The Simpsons on there, it would cover up the whole thing. Eventually, people started ripping episodes to like iPod size. And at that point, I did put some stuff in here. I, I remember putting Kevin Smith did these videos on The Jay Leno Show. And one of them was about how he was depressed that there wasn't a flying car. It was him and the guy who played Randall and clerks were in the car and Randall really wanted the flying flying car and I had that I had that on here there's a crown royal sticker on the back I don't remember being like a big crown royal fan but I guess I was at one point this one had like a weird adapter I still have it here you'd stick it into the bottom and that was how you would um plug in to the computer or to the charger like the the charger port and the USB port were on the adapter that you would plug into the bottom. I did like this one, but I, I recall that it broke fairly quickly, and I was kind of bummed about that. Now I have two more. I only got two more of these. Don't even worry about it. This was one that I have that still works, and I still use to this day. It's a Sony Walkman MP3 player. It's small. It's red. It's 30 gigs, and it has tons and tons and tons of songs that I listened to maybe like 10 years ago. I've had this one about that long. It's like a time capsule of 10 years ago, and I really love it. I'll charge it up every once in a while and, like, take it with me when I walk the dog. And let me reach for, let me reach for the last one. I apologize. It's all the way over here. I have it on its charging port. This is the one that I still have today. This is the Nomad Zen Extra. I picked this one up on eBay, like, a couple years ago, and I have a ton, a ton, a ton of songs inside of here it's 30 gigs it has issues charging it doesn't hold a charge for very long it's very very old but i have like i have so many songs in here and i use this one from time to time too but you need specific software to hook this up to your computer and i don't have it so i haven't like bothered to like upgrade the songs or anything but it still works i still have it it has a sticker on the back that says vhs i really like this one i like i like mp3 players in general I still do. I don't use them as much as I, I used to. I stream things on my phone. We'll talk about that in the final segment. But it was it was just like a nice slice of time. The MP3 player, the iPod. I, I wish that all the ones I had here still worked. Just so I could hear the songs that were on them. Just to get that, get that piece of what I was doing during this time in my life. This was probably the time in my life where music was the most important to me. It was very, very, very important in high school. But at this point, 
once, like, I was able to, like, start filling in the gaps on all these things that I was missing, music became just, like, it became just, like, my life, dude, at the time. I was, like, the music guy, the MP3 guy. I would make mixtapes and give them out to people at work. I'd give out mixed discs to people at work. I had, like, this, this, like, series of mixed discs that I would, that I would trade with, uh, Sarah, Sarah the Sausagetarian. We were hanging and clanging at the time, and I would give her, like, I would give her these, uh, CDs to listen to, and she would give me CDs to listen to. Music is just, music is the thing, dude. Music is the thing that helps us get through the day, and the MP3 player was the first way that you could bring, like, all your music with you, and for that reason alone, it's just an important, important, important cultural, uh, cultural touchstone that can't be forgotten. You guys... Do you guys still have your iPods? Do you still have, like, any MP3 players that you still use? Anything frozen in time? My wife has, like, the super mega iPod. It's, like, 100 million gigabytes. It's enormous. And she has the entirety of the music collection on the computer in that thing right now. She doesn't she doesn't have the original computer that she set it up on, so she can't do anything to adjust with it or whatever. I don't know how iTunes works. I don't know how iPods work. I really have, like, no idea. But I know that she can't get into it. And, like, alter it in any way. But it has, like, everything we used to have on it. So it's, like, it's great for her. She uses it. She wishes she could add some of the new stuff she got. She just got the new Strokes record. She wishes she could put the Strokes on there. She got the Church's record. She wants to put that on there. She bought a Lady Gaga CD at uh, the Goodwill the other day. She wants to add that to her iPod, but she can't. But I do have a new way to add new music. And we're going to talk about that in the final segment of the show. Player in the Tang Honeycomb MP3 giveaway. Cassettes? MP3 players let you download music from the internet. So anything else is like extinct. You will win. So check it out. Watch out! I can't stop myself! Ow! At this point in the show, we're getting like like pretty close to the present day. I think that when we're finished with this segment, we'll actually be the present day. Well, I don't even think that. I know that. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I'm getting I'm getting a little punchy after recording all this. Like digging so deep into the memory banks is very draining. My battery is low, but I'm gonna I'm gonna persevere. I'm gonna stick it through. I'm gonna see through. I'm gonna go to the end, and you guys are all gonna be very happy. You're all gonna be very appreciative, and I, I myself, am, I'm gonna be appreciative of the sacrifice that I made. It's very important to appreciate yourself, and I, I will do so. So at this point, I, I had MP3 players, and I had some like CD data discs and stuff. I would, I would occasionally try different things, like like loading like a SIM card full of music or memory card rather full of music and putting it into my phone. But then, then I stumbled upon this new thing that came out called Google Music. This was a a, a program that that Google. We all know Google. If you don't, you can go go Google them. But they started this thing where you could upload your entire music collection to like the Google Cloud in the sky, and then you could access it on your phone. By downloading this um this music player. And this to me was like really great. I didn't really worry about like the privacy issues. I don't really care if they keep track of what music I listen to. They're hosting it. They're taking care of it for me. It's fine. It didn't didn't bother me, any of that kind of stuff. So I, I uploaded like the entirety of my music collection up there. I remember it took like it took like forever because I kept having to like disconnect to let somebody else use the computer or disconnect so that we could, I don't know, do whatever it is you have to do do on the internet. But it took, it took forever. But when it finally got up there, this was really, like, to me at that point, like, the ultimate in, in, in music listenability. It was still, 
it was still wonky. I didn't have, like, a really great phone, and it didn't work, like... It didn't work, like, spectacularly awesome for me at first, but the idea that, like, I could have, like, 20,000 songs up there that I had access to at any moment, like, I could listen to any song I wanted to at the drop of a dime, you know, Wi-Fi, uh, assuming to be in good effect or, or whatever, but this was also, I gotta mention, like, in the 3G days, so it wasn't, like, super great, but once, like, the 4G kicked in. This became, like, super banging. The 4G kicked in, I got, like, a hot new phone, and this was, like, really banging. I could access everything in seconds. I would spend, I would spend, like, so much time on my computer just, like, just, like, finalizing playlists and taking care of the catalog so that all the artists lined up, making sure that everything had, like, album art, and it was all right and good. I'm really, like, anal about that kind of stuff. I like to make sure that it has the correct album art, or at the very least, some album art that I download that makes me laugh for everything on there. I hate to see the little blank sign, but I had a really good time making these playlists and doing all this stuff. It's, like, it's very satisfying in, in, in the sense that when you're done, you have, like, this complete music collection. And then I got the wife into it. I uploaded the music collection to her account, and we were both into it. And it was just like, it was really fun, to be honest. I was digging this a lot. I thought it was a great program. It was free. They tried to sell you on, like, an upgrade to where you can access, like, the entirety of the world's music catalog. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay for that when I had, like, my own music catalog that I was, I was very happy with. So this, this went on for, like, a, a good long time. Like, I don't even know, like, 10 years of just, like, Google Music. And then at one point, they changed it to where... You couldn't upload any new music. Like, whatever you had was frozen. They wanted you to join their thing or whatever. So I was, like, I was, like, stuck with the same music catalog for a really long time. Which isn't, like, bad, but I'd buy new music and I'd get new music and I had no way of of putting it up there. And that was fine and good because I would listen to CDs in the house or records in the house or whatever. But I, I kind of got out of the habit of the ripping and all that stuff. I just became very, very stagnant with the music collection that I had. And when I say stagnant, I, I know that that kind of kind of means bad, but it wasn't bad. I was still enjoying everything that I had. I was having a good time listening to it, but I, I kind of did get sick of the same old playlist and the same old CDs. And then one day, and then one day out of the blue, I got a message from Google and they said that they were going to cancel the entire Google music program. They wanted you to, they wanted you to switch over to uh, YouTube music, which was $9.99 a month. They would offer you the chance to like transfer all your songs over there. I think what actually happened was, this is this is my take. I, I went and I went through the process to transfer my songs over there. And this is like 20,000 plus songs. And it took like, it took like 15 minutes. What I kind of think happened is they don't necessarily take like your file and put it over there. I think that they like, they put a link to any corresponding file on YouTube. Like, let's say, for example, you have Change of Styles by Son of Berserk is one of your files. It won't, like, take your actual Change of Styles. It'll just, like, link you to a video of Change of Styles. Everything happened so fast that that was my take. But the downside of this was I did give it a shot. I gave it, like, a legitimate shot. I I, I didn't want to, like, you know, run around like a... Like a chicken saying the uh, sky is falling and everything, even though I was pretty upset that uh, Google Music was going away. But I, I gave it a legit shot. But you couldn't really play it with the screenshot, which was something that I understand is like a Google premium sort of thing. So they they were kind of like sending you into the premium zone. And it would like, it would go outside your music catalog. Like I'd have like a playlist and then it would start start playing, like, other songs off YouTube, and it had commercials, and it just, like, it wasn't for me. I would have used it if this was all that there was in the universe, but it wasn't for me. I didn't think it was anywhere near as good as the the Google music that I had had for years, so 
I did a little bit of poking around. I did a little bit of research on the internet to see if there might be something like Google Music. Because I kind of figured, like, with them going down to the game, something would have to pop up. Some, like, startup or some new company would have to pop up to try to fill what was once, like, a giant hole. I don't know if you guys have ever even used this. Or if anyone used it except for me and my wife. I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't imagine that it was, like, the biggest thing in the world. Or they wouldn't have canceled it. But... I do know that, like, you know, there were a lot of people on there. So I figured somebody was going to, somebody was going to fill the hole. And I, I, I came across this thing called iBroadcast. And this is kind of, this is actually what kind of brought this whole episode out. I signed up with iBroadcast and it was just like uh, Google Music in that I had to upload all my songs and everything. And now I'm all set up there. I have all the songs uploaded. I got the 20,000 plus all up there. It took... It took a good while, not as long as before. We got better internet now, so it didn't take as long as long as before, but I'm in the process of just, like, redoing the catalog, changing the album art, ripping new stuff, adding new stuff. I've added, like, I've added a ton of new stuff that I've bought in over the past few years. That's kind of been, like, that's kind of been, like, my stuck-at-home project for right now. Like, we're all stuck in the house, so I've, I've been ripping CDs, ripping vinyls and doing all that stuff to, like, get the music collection current. It's now, it's now up in the, uh, 26, 27,000 range. Uh, here's me bragging about my MP3s. I'm sure you guys have, I'm sure you guys have more, but I, I have this and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. But I'm in effect with that. I'm giving it a shot. So far, as so far, it's been working great. The company is a new startup out of Seattle. Eventually, they're going to switch to, like, a premium model with... The model I have staying free, but the premium model basically has, like, a few more bells and whistles in there. They're going to charge, like, $3 a month. When it does pop up, I will sign up for it because you got to support these things that you use. And as so far, I've been using the iBroadcast every single day since I since I first got it. It has some um, neat features that Google Music didn't have. One of them that's not, like, a giant important thing or anything, but, like, when you're playing a playlist or random play or whatever, it cross-fades the one song into the other song. The song fades out, the other song fades in. I think that's really neat. Because it feels like you got, like, this continuous vibe of music going along. You can also edit the album art on the app, which I think is really nice. You couldn't do that with the Google Music. You'd have to go to um, the website to do, like, any serious editing. Editing. You can delete tracks from your catalog, like, right there on the phone. That was something else you couldn't do on the Google Music. And there's, like, every once in a while, like, a song comes up and you're just like, what is this song doing here? Like, the other day I was listening to it and, like, some Japanese Christmas song came on. And I know that that does sound cool. That does sound like it would be cool, but it was not cool at all. It was very grating to my ears. I don't remember what song it was. It wasn't like even a even a Christmas song I, I was familiar with at all, but the the way that the lady was singing in the song was very grating to me, and I'm just like, I will never want to hear this again. And I deleted it right there. Right then and there, it's gone. It's out of my life, and I'll never have to hear it again, and I'm very happy about that. But I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I broadcast. This whole thing isn't like an I broadcast commercial, but that is... The most current way that I am listening to streaming music. I do from time to time take out like a Walkman when I go walk the dog and I listen to like one of my old rap tapes. Listen to one of my old mixtapes that I've made. I've done a pretty decent job of like keeping everything important that was important to me still with me. Like I still have a pretty decent rap tape collection. My CD collection is pretty good. I realize like a lot of people went through and did a purge once they flipped over to digital music, and I did not do that. I, I did kind of do a tape purge back in the day. I only kept, like, my important rap tapes, and I, I purged all the other stuff. I regret that. So once we got to, like, CDs, and people were thinking it was time to get them out of the house, I, I thought back to how I felt about the tapes, and I still kept them, and I'm glad I did. 
Because we're back CD collecting. We're still going to the last record store all the time and buying stuff. We're buying CDs on the online and listening to them. And it's like, it's really great. It's really great to listen to music in your house. I don't know if this is something that you guys do a lot of, but it's really, really just, it makes the house so alive. It makes the house so vibrant. I think for the most part, people have like TV on a lot, like sports feels like it's on whenever I go over to people's houses or whatever. But like, we try to keep this music vibe in effect. We try to just like play this CD, play that CD. Usually I'm like the house DJ. The wife every once in a while, like she'll yell something and be like, hey man, play some killers. I'd love to hear some killers or I'd love to hear some The Cure or I'd love to hear some The Smiths or whatever. And I'll, you know, I'll take care of it and pop some in and we'll, we'll groove to that. But for the most part, I try to, I try to keep it neutral. I try to keep it mellow, like somewhere in between playing, let's say the Beat Nuts. And then on the other hand, playing The Cure which would be, like, the extremes of, like, what she likes and what I like. Maybe I should have said Morrissey. It's like me playing, for example, the Gravediggers in the house over the stereo and her playing, like, I don't even think Morrissey's the equivalent of the Gravediggers. The Gravediggers is, like, so out there. And Morrissey is kind of somewhat a mainstream star. I can't think of anything that she plays that, like, I would find so abhorrent out of the stereo, to be honest. It's all it's all good, I guess. I, I veered off here into stereos away from portable music. But music's important, man. Play music in your house if you don't right now. Cut out the pods. Maybe cut out that silly stuck-at-home show. Maybe cut out something like that and spend some of that time listening to music. I I think that we're, we're at the end. I think we're at the end here. What's your favorite form of uh, portable music? What do you guys do right now? Like Spotify, something like that in your uh, AirPods? I know not. Let me know. Hit me up. Hit me up on the tweets at ICRobots. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash ICRobots. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. I see robots like I am out there looking at uh, into the horizon and seeing a bunch of robots coming over the hill. Until we meet again, this has been a super fun, super exciting episode of This Boring Life. This Boring, boring. Life. I can't get boring. boring. This Boring, boring. Life. Oh. This boring life, I can't get money. Boring, boring, boring life. This boring life, I can't get money. Boring, this boring life. Oh, this boring life, I can't get money.